everyone. This is Tribecast, episode 37, and my name is Marina. This week we've got two interviews for you. First, you'll hear Arta Sitko talking about her books, her experience in design, and the workshop she facilitated during Red Brick Accelerator this week. And then you'll hear Harry Hollanen sharing his experience as a volunteer within Tribe Tampere startup community. My name is Marina. This is Tribecast. Let's get to the interviews. As you might remember, our dear listeners, one of the first things we did, or technically the first thing Tribecast ever did, was recording the coaches and um, startups which took part in the first batch of Red Brick Accelerator. And this year, this amazing mentoring program for early-stage startups are doing their second batch. And today I have one more coach who did quite a trip from Latvia. Do I remember right? Yeah? Yeah. From Latvia to Tampere, basically only to tell early-stage startups of second batch of RBA, what is it to be a designer and why you need a designer and what is... Did you talk about UX? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Like the design part of branding and uh, some some other parts of branding as well. Okay. So design, branding. Yeah. Anyways, hello, Arta. Thank you very much for being at P47 tonight. And thank you very much for having time after your session to do a quick interview. Let's start the way we usually do it at Tribecast. Please tell our listeners a few things about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Arta Citko from Latvia. I am a coach and a designer and also an author. So I do a lot of things, uh, mostly with design-related things are uh, helping companies to create their first uh, visual materials. And uh, yeah, helping companies create the first visual materials, also some uh, other materials and coaching people about, uh, yeah, it's like uh, personal and professional development coaching. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous when I need to get the words right. So <laughs> I know the feeling. I do know the feeling. How do you actually became a designer? Did you take any courses? Did you graduate from the university? I uh, went to a like, professional secondary school. We mm-hmm. have these in Latvia, where uh, in four years I did like the secondary school thing and uh, also got the interior designer diploma Mm -hmm. and on the last year of school I started my own company and since then it's been nine years since I finished school and I've uh, never studied further Mm -hmm. but now this year I'm finally starting bachelor's (laughs) okay yeah but uh, all this time I've been working Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like to take action and, and be practical and do things and build things. So I have had my, my own company, then I went to work in UK, then I worked in Latvia, also in advertising, and I'm a freelancer three years already. Yeah. Okay. So do you actually think that for being a designer, what's more important, education or professional experience? Definitely professional experience. Yeah, because in school, like if you don't go to school and do the work, you don't learn anything. So basically you can only learn when you do and it doesn't matter if it's in school or or in your free time. Right. And since you work with lots of companies, do you work mostly with big ones or do you work mostly with startups or small, middle size? Mostly with uh, small and middle size. That's my that's my favorite thing because I don't want to, I don't like to have like very big complicated projects that last for a long time because I'm the person that likes 
like diversity and 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 doing small tasks is more interesting for me so uh, i really focus on the on the small ones to to help them create their their first materials yeah that's my focus is this why you decided to coach for red brick accelerator which is the program for early stage startups i met mirza in one accelerator event in in techchill actually in uh, in latvia and uh, i've been mentoring a few few accelerators before so i thought uh, this this might be a fun uh, way to continue this this fits what i like to do so mm-hmm. yeah, that's why i agreed all right what's your general experience about today's session what do you think of the startups how strong they are how dedicated they seem to you were there any very interesting projects or just like some uh? they they look very dedicated to their projects they have their idea what they want to do with it mm-hmm. When we talked over, they had like uh, arguments and they had the ideas. It wasn't like they were just like waiting for me to give them the gold nuggets, you know, but they were like really involved in answering the questions and uh, and coming up with ideas how to how to solve these things. All right. Uh, so what was your session about? We got it that it was marketing and branding involved, but could you open up a bit? Yeah, so it was about design part and mostly about the design part but mostly it was about branding from three different perspectives like looking at the visuals the tone of voice and the behavior about the actions Mm -hmm. and we went through different approaches how to come up with some insights about how to create their branding how to create their brand image and even like how to create a brand persona that's resonating with the customer persona and their needs and their values. So it's not brand image, it's brand persona. Why? Yeah, image is... uh, Actually, you can understand it in different ways because image might be just a visual and image might be the whole image of the brand. So it also includes the tone of voice and the actions. So it really depends (laughs) on what's the meaning of the image. Okay, on the one hand, as a podcast host, I do support the necessity of talking about voice, right? Voice range. On the other, as a person with not that much startup experience, I'm really, really curious if we take, for example, I know that a few startups uh, from this batch are developing apps. Mm -hmm. So where does here the tone of voice jump in? Tone of voice is related to the style of language, the complexity of language they use in website copy or in videos, like uh, in audio, or how they deal with customer service issues. Mm -hmm. It all involves words, mm-hmm. so how they present themselves also in advertising, in social media, in social media posts. They have their, like, the character of their brand has mm-hmm. this specific uh, tone of voice. And uh, if it's consistent and if it's resonating with the customer, that's that's the best. <laughs> yeah, Arta, I know that you, or at least you mentioned that you're also a writer. As far as I know, you wrote a book recently. Would you like to present it to our listeners? I have eight. They are like very, very short books and very practical. Yeah, so they have, for example, one is a brand character playbook, which is this 
today's topic, you know. Mm -hmm. And the book helps you understand what are the main building blocks of the brand, what are the elements, and uh, with the specific tasks inside helps you to come up with the insights, how to improve your branding or how to create it if you don't have uh, started. So the books are practical, there are tasks inside and a bit of information. So you don't have to like buy a thick book and read it for three months, but just like go through it all in one day and, and already have a result in the end. So there are not only texts, but do you have, I don't know, some exercises or something? Yeah, exactly. So there are, uh, each book has a specific uh, number of chapters. Mm -hmm. Each chapter is about a specific part of mm -hmm. the topic. And there's a bit of an in intro, like 20% theory, and then there are 80% of practical tasks. That's for all the books. All right. So you have eight books already. Yeah. Any new books coming? Actually, yeah, next year, but I still have to translate because a lot of them, a few of them are still just in Latvian, but mm -hmm. I'm translating in English. So there's going to be new books for international audience. Amazing. And also any events you're going to coach soon? Not really. Okay, so you're no. just, you're just going to work and write. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to study. Yeah, because I started studying. So I got to. Yeah. Welcome back to the university life. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have student discounts in Latvia? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I just last week got the student cards. But uh, mentioning the, the the new book is uh, about uh, how to manage your personal finances. Mm, not all your books are about design. Yeah, they're for different topics. So one, for example, is about how to manage your stress, mm -hmm. how to find out the potential career direction, mm -hmm. about healthy habits, mm -hmm. about, yeah, this one about how to manage your personal finances. Mm -hmm. So there are different topics. That seems extremely interesting. And you're a full-size offer of all of those? Or no, do you have not exactly. I, I wrote three of them by mm -hmm. myself, but uh, others are created with uh, other my my friends who are experts in their area. Mm -hmm. So, for example, stress management is with a psychologist. This um, personal finance is with uh, my fellow coach who has uh, experience in, in banking, in finances. So it's uh, putting the most important pieces of that topic and making it practical and in a short format. That's the way I like it. <laughs> All right. And as far as I could see, your workshop for Red Brick Accelerator today was also very, very practical. Yeah. This was Arta, a very practical girl from Latvia. <laughs> thank you very much yeah. for joining us tonight. Yeah, for thanks for having me here. Thank you and have a safe trip home. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. We continue with the episode 37 and I have a question for you, my dear listeners. Do you know what's better than one designer? I would say that better than one designer is having two designers in the same episode. So we can really dig in the discussion about various kinds of design and the necessity of having designers as part of startup ecosystem. But also we really, really try to keep Tribecast a media which gives the real voices to the players of Tampere startup ecosystem. And I would like to introduce to you the guy whose official position in Tribe Tampere startup community core team is design support, as far as I remember. But also he is involved in lots of various projects. And then we'll do a thing which is not very often done in podcasts and radios. We'll give the voice to the person who is usually behind uh, the, the mixing point and the sound. So hello, Harry. Thank you very much for being brave enough to sit closer to the microphone today. And please tell our listeners a few 
things about yourself. Hi, Marina. Nice to be here. Um, first time in front of a mic. So I'm Harri. I've done a little bit of sound production for this podcast also, and now been approximately five months with Tribe Tampere as uh, almost a side gig beside my thesis writing journey in the human technology interaction master's degree program in the University of Tampere or Tampere University as they, as it is right now. I'm an audiophile and that means like avid podcast listener so it's fun to be making one and now talking to one and uh, like you know audiobooks whatever I'm always with my headphones on and yeah a designer also so I've worked as a user interface designer and developer also now over here in Tribe I've got to you know play my hand at different kinds of like various design tasks that they've assigned me. Uh, let me remind you that during the summer we did a Tribecast summer tour and you can still go back to those episodes to check what's going on in Helsinki, Turku, Seinäjoki, Pori and Kotka. Posters, that was the creation of Harry. And basically I was I kept on telling him that he's the wizard because I loved them a lot. And also, as far as I remember, I someone told me that you tried to have your own startup. Well, yeah, that kind of a did happen. We never incorporated. I guess there was like this like idea that like we might not be suited for each other, which evidently in the end just like that's most of the why the reason that the biggest reason why we broke up. But yeah, it was about this kind of a after a service design workshop, we continued with the team to develop this kind of a let's say it a Netflix for and a, a part of like a social media type of a thing for for elderly people. It doesn't really sound like that, but some people are still working on the project, so I don't want to keep too much details on that. So, but yeah, there's a, there's a history of that, like a seven month period. And then you somehow ended up at Tribe Tamper Startup Community. Okay, I do remember how, how it all started for you. I was on the other part of the table doing the job interview with you at some point. But why do you think it's useful for you to join the community rather than looking for a job in a company or starting another startup or being an entrepreneur or, I don't know, volunteering for Red Cross? Why here? Well, the biggest thing for me is to just empower the entrepreneurs we have here. So I thought this is a clear way to help people forward on their chosen like path. The path of an entrepreneur has a lot of risk in it. And I see it as a mostly volunteer based community, we can give that support for them on their on their daily grind. So mm-hmm. at least they don't feel so alone in this in this wild wild west of of startup world. As far as I understand, the biggest project which you were really, really heavy involved as a volunteer, even as a volunteer lead, was Stream Startup Festival. So we had a tribe team dinner and during that I don't know what I was ranting about, but like we were having fun, as often Tribe Crew has. Come and join us. Marcos Clef decided to like just just put the question out there. So Harry, you seem the kind of guy that could be our volunteer organizer for Stream Startup Festival. And I was really, really like taken back about it because my idea of joining Tribe was to do those odd and end design tasks of from graphic to sound to maybe video or even just like a workshop type of a deal where I could be like a facilitator or something. And suddenly I was like, okay, be a volunteer lead. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he's like, well, we're going to go after over 100 volunteers and somebody needs to organize those people into teams and control the fact that everything gets done and information flows from 
the core team do the volunteer leads until in the end do the volunteers it themselves. So I decided to jump on the task because I firmly believe that if somebody asks you something, they wouldn't ask if they wouldn't feel confident enough on, on the person that they could do it. And I had the time, like it was a month before the actual event. So I joined the team really, really late. But in the end, it was so positive experience. I loved it. I, I, I absolutely adored the way I got to see everybody's spirit gearing up to the event and seeing the volunteer team spirit on the event day itself. And it was really, really inspiring. It showed me the power of volunteer work and the joy and everything. Like It gives you so much more than it takes. And I was so happy to serve the volunteers as their like caretaker almost. Right. So that was a clear call to action because at some point, at some point quite soon, I think, Stream 2020 will start being planned and again, new volunteers will be needed. So yeah, if you want to learn new things, if you want to enjoy the vibe, if you want to develop your skills, that's definitely a thing to do. Yeah, I fully agree. Like the fact is that in these kind of things, this is an easy, easy way to test your skills and responsibility is given freely and trust and you don't have to have a special background in anything just the will and the want to do it that's enough it'll take you far and also i know that you have been an active part of one more event which was in the end of september i mean sustainability startup weekend how did it go for you yeah it was in the first meeting of the summer in june when i met the whole tribe crew and valeria just shouted out like he's with me And I was like, okay, well, what's the project? She was like, start a weekend. It's just getting going. We don't have anything yet done, but you're on the team now. And I hope you produce us some marketing material and like graphics. I was like, oh, well, I'm not, I haven't done marketing communications that much, or I'm not a graphic designer, but let me give it a shot because I'm, a, I'm a, almost a digital handyman at this point, like taking care of the event website and, and different like online tools and the designs that were all about that. So luckily we had a great marketing lead in that Gaia brand and it was so fun to, fun to work with the, all of the team to make the event happen. Originally you're a coder, at least as far as I remember from your CV, you're a coder. And while you're making faces about it, I would like to remind our listeners that the interview with Kaya Brandt, who was marketing lead for Sustainability Startup Weekend, and also she is now part of Tribe team and involved in a few other projects, can be heard in a few episodes before. So yeah, Harry, how did you end up going from coding to design? Well, I don't know where you got that impression. I've never seen myself as a coder. I, I don't know how it so, was so highlighted in my CV, but I have to say that I've always been a, like a product person. And a, like throughout and through in, uh, I've been a product person. And I've always loved the idea of making the product the, like, the, like the best selling point mm -hmm. and the greatest. So ever since I was a kid, I was always excited about making things. And digital tools were coming up when I was 12. Like this whole scene of like free web space and tk domains was a really really big thing so that's when i actually started and basically yeah i was coding mostly like just my dumb websites for different kinds of like football manager teams that i had and producing content was the most difficult thing the thing i loved was like making something that people can access and people can use that is good looking functional and has some cool tech in it so development for me and software development was the way to start actually like 
when you have a vision, you can, you can just put it to action. So yeah, I did go into computer science bachelor when I arrived here in Tampere, um, mostly for the reason because I saw that the most straightforward path to entrepreneurship also. That's always like fascinated me. The only thing, like na- my naive vision was that the only thing you need is a couple friends, Coca-Cola, pizza, and you just run with it. You lock yourself into a room, you emerge with the product. It was my first day in the University of Tampere when I, when I went to a university bookstore. And there were like two books that actually like grabbed my attention from all the shelves. I spent like an hour there before my lecture started or something. And one of them was about wine that was on sale. I bought that book. Well, I did go and work in Alco for a few years after that. And the other book that I didn't buy, but that was the most interesting book in the whole bookstore, was Donald Norman's Design of Everyday Things. I was so fascinated about it. And I listened to the previous podcast where... Norman Nielsen group was was mentioned and I have to say that everything in that world of the user center design and usability they just like threw my head into a spin and I was like okay there's actually such things as design and good design when it comes to digital products I had the wake idea before in my head so user experience and interaction design has guided my path afterwards that so yeah I did some software development and went towards the human-centered design in the university when I had to choose my master's program. All right, that explains. I guess I ran out of questions for today. Thank you very much, Harry, for this interview. There was an interesting overview, in my opinion, about the volunteer life within Tribe Tamper startup community and the design path in your particular case or the path towards design in your particular case. Thank you very much for having time for this interview. That was fun. Hope our listeners enjoy it. And, yep, see you on Monday. No niin, sitten on hyvä. Kiitos. This was Tribecast episode 37, and I hope that you learned something new of the interviews we got for you this week. Next week, we'll continue talking to the active players of Tampere Startup Ecosystem. And for now, I would like to go out. So I wish you all a great weekend, take care of yourselves and stay warm and tuned.